let's get ready to podcast. (laughs) Skylar just did things like he was trying to beatbox, but no sounds came out. I just wanted to be a part of it, you know? (laughs) Welcome to today's... Welcome to Speaking of Which. Welcome to Speaking of Which. I'm Skylar. And I'm Sammy. And today is a mega episode. It's going to be a two hour long podcast-a-thon. <laughs> Will Spotify even let us upload a two-hour? It'll let me do whatever I fucking want, okay. I hope. Fingers fucking crossed. I hope. If not, we'll just split it. Yeah, if not... We'll do part one, part two. Right, but we're filming this as if we're able to upload a two-hour podcast because it's not like we missed a week or anything, but it's kind of like... We missed two. We're just late. Okay. Because if we do it still, that means we didn't miss it. Yes. We're just like really, we're just really late. late. So I was thinking, I think the last episode you were like, we've never missed a week. And, and, then, oh, we, well, I always and then we, that, and then we proceed to miss two in a fucking row. <laughs> yeah. Well, here we are on a well, Friday. We were on uploading. the most epic vacation of all time. We really were. And we were fucking off grid for, I would say mm. 90% of it. <sighs> I've never been so off the grid, honestly. So good. I really? found myself checking my phone, even though I knew oh. there was nothing on it. And I was like, okay, what kind of addictive behavior is this? It's uber addictive. But so for anyone that doesn't know, where did we go? We went to New Orleans, and then we went on a cruise to Cozumel, Mexico. We were in Mexico for one day, and then we got back on the boat. Mm-hmm. Um, we made everyone got to get off the boat and get back on because none of us knew for sure who could get off. Really, and who couldn't. it was just a it was a lot. Um, yeah, I won't bore you with the details. Basically, we were unsure from the moment we even were about to get on the cruise ship. No, from the in moment fact, before we even left this house. No, 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 absolutely. When we booked the cruise, we're like, we, didn't we know, don't know like, if we'll be on we it. We don't even know if we'll be on this cruise. Well, because it's really interesting, the the rules between like customs for Americans to go into Mexico versus like if we tried to go to Europe, like you need completely different travel documents and even the same thing with trying to go to Canada or something like that. Like, they're completely different documents that you need to go to Australia or Russia or, you know, mm-hmm. wherever. Um, and so, but... Mexico's but like, each, come one, come all. No, it's not, though. <laughs> There's only five states that can use just an enhanced license. And a few weeks ago, George and I didn't have those. We weren't sure if yours was or wasn't. Um, You were pretty confident. I was skeptical because of what I read online. It was just a whole thing. I will tell you, though, when we got to customs to get on the cruise ship, did you hear what the woman said to me? No. Because, oh, God. I came up, and she's like, "Um, license and birth certificate or passport. And I was like, well, I just have my license. She goes, where's your birth certificate? I said, (laughs) I said, Ma'am, Barbara, Barbara, don't fuck with don't me right now. Don't fuck with me right now. And she said, well, do you have a passport? I said, Barbara, I just have, a I went to the secretary of state and they told me this is all I need. <laughs> don't you do this to me. I just waited in line an hour. We got COVID tests. We got, like, we flew we here. We flew here and we got stuck in Jackson for two hours. We'll tell that story maybe, but okay. And then the woman next to her goes, let me look at it. Oh, Michigan, she's fine. And Barbara goes, she needs a birth certificate. She goes, she's fine. There's five states that all they need. I was like, thank you, ma'am. Thank you. Uh, and for a split second there, I thought Barbara was going to shatter all of my dreams. Would you have expected me to get on the boat or stay behind? <laughs> oh, get on the boat. You're a slither. 
in. I know. And I would want to. I would have like, wanted oh. you to get on the boat if you could have. Well, I'm not gonna fucking drag everybody else down. I wonder what they would have done with your room. I don't I wonder know. if they would have just let me take it over. <laughs> just trash it. I don't know if they would have let you, but you might have gotten away with it if you just. <laughs> if it wasn't for you and this one reason. Um, okay, so that's that. We went on a cruise. We went to mm-hmm. New Orleans as well. We spent uh, like a day and a half to two days in New Orleans before we went on the cruise. And we spent like a full day, basically. A full day on the way back. Yeah. Um,. And New Orleans, by the way, for all of our listeners, is incredible. It's incredible. It's so witchy. It's and I was, so good. I mean, I knew it would be witchy, you know, yeah. because like you always hear about it, but I didn't realize it would be so on the nose. Yeah. Like every other shop is like the hex shop, the cauldron, the omen, the curse, like the just, hex. It's just yeah. like hundreds of crystal shops and tarot decks are everywhere. And art and music. And tarot and readers food. are in the street. In the street with like dirty bombs coming up to them like mm-hmm. trying to rub their parts on their yeah. shoulders and they're just like honey you gonna honey. pay for this or what? Like, <laughs> I don't know it's just a vibe. It was a whole vibe. You can drink and walk around with your drink anywhere you want in New Orleans. Like that's 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 really something insane. Weed is not decriminalized or is decriminalized, but not legal. But you can take a drink and walk around anywhere with open alcohol. It made no sense to me. Something about that feels Wonderland to me. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Where it's like ass backwards somehow. Oh my god, listeners! So I, we forgot to say that. Speaking of which, is officially famous. <gasps> Stop! I'm gonna I'm gonna dissociate. Wait. I just got so triggered. Okay, wait. <laughs> I forgot. Okay, bring it on in. Listen on listen on the loudspeakers next time you're in the shop. No, because you might hear this. You might hear our voices. Podcast. You might hear our voices. Okay. So I I have the sticker for the shop. What what was it called? It yes. was the Frenchman's I think it's the Frenchman's Books and Art. Frenchman's Frenchman's Book, book and Book and Art. Is it right here? Frenchman Book and Art, I think. I followed him on Instagram. Uh, I'm gonna pause this so we can be sure that we can name the yeah, st- the, yeah the store. Okay, so the exact Instagram handle is at French Men Art and Books. Cool. And so we go in there, right? And I we're, think they just opened. They recently just opened, too. and we're just walking in, vibing. You mm-hmm. know, cute bookstore. Cute bookstore. You're looking at the Alice in Wonderland books. You're seriously vibing. It's great. I'm. He's showing me like different books that are in French. I'm vibing. Mm-hmm. But then I. And then I'm like, okay, whoa, whoa. He's overloading me. Yeah. I, I, I got. We got a plane to catch when yeah. I get home. I yeah, yeah. Get, I'm already. But holding, he was the good bookseller though, good because book you're like, I need it. I need, I need it. it. Yeah. Like I'm already holding the two that I know that I want and yeah. need, and he's showing me things that I want, and yeah. I'm like, why are you doing this? <laughs> <laughs> why are you? I want all of the things. <laughs> why are you doing this to me? And then um. He you showed you a book. No, he showed you a book and was talking to you about how to sit. Oh, we were. He were it, yeah. It all comes back by uh, How to Sit by Thich Nhat Hanh. Yeah. And, and I mentioned that we have a podcast and that our very first episode is called How to Sit. And, I was and like, we like mentioned things about the book or something in the book. And then this wonderful gentleman was like, What's your, what's podcast? your podcast? And I went, <laughs> <laughs> Yay! 
I was um, like, it's speaking of which. And so he types it in and starts playing something. And it was another podcast with another man and a woman on it. Mm-hmm. And I was like, is that us? Yeah. I was is like, that... I, I couldn't tell. The first one wasn't. No. Because like at first I was like, is that what I sound like? Yeah. I was like, is that me? No. And you know like, your voice. No, it wasn't. And then he, he keeps going and then he finds it. And then on the overhead in this bookshop. We're standing in this bookshop. I hear my ugly cackle. <laughs> my ugly laugh. Not even the good one. I mean... There's the, not really the a one good where one. I put my front teeth forward and like mm-hmm. yeehaw like a horse. <laughs> not even my regular laugh. No, it was so it was so cute. It was so nice. It felt like I I was I was excited that somebody wanted to even just try and listen to us mm-hmm. and they didn't even want to like test it out on their own. They're just like, let's just we play bet- it on the fucking We were like, speakers. please, sir, it's yeah. not family yeah, friendly. Yeah, we just kept saying, like, it's explicit. It's, it's explicit. explicit. <laughs> I just wanted- And if you're listening to this episode now in the bookstore, we love you. Yes. <laughs> I I kind of wish that I was able to, like, leave and know that they were playing it in there. But I, like, walk in. something happened in me where, like, I was so... Um, uncomfortable that all I wanted to do was leave but all I could do was stay so that I could (laughs) and the reason for this is because I just kept thinking something wildly inappropriate was gonna come up and I was gonna have to like justify why it was gonna be like horse cum or something stop because if they're playing now I like want to censor everything we say (laughs) because I was like if I stay in the store and we say something completely ridiculous like off the rails then i'm there to be like oh you know you know how it is you know how it is with friends you misheard that I, that was a mute <laughs> i don't know that girl <laughs> i like literally was frozen listening to myself and i was like mm-hmm. I, um it was I was, very it's, it's nice. weird listening back to our voice especially in a moment where you're like panicking yeah and then you hear your voice on the overhead overhead it, with, of a freaking cute little bookstore with no <laughs> recollection of the episode and no recollection of what i was gonna say next no. like no. i was listening to that episode for the first time yeah i was like what are these people the- gonna talk about <laughs> I didn't know. And then they were so nice when you left because I was paralyzed with anxiety and also like a little bit of pride, but mostly anxiety. Um, I was talking more and then I like talked to them about my YouTube channel and whatever. Mm -hmm. And I recommended some like witchy tarot books for them to get in because they had like one or two. Mm -hmm. And you did the Melissa Sonova. I know. I was like, it's a great beginner book. Do kitchen table tarot. It's a really easy read. Um, It's really relatable. Like if, you know, for super beginners, it's a great, fun, down to earth, easy intro to tarot. And then he looked it up, and I don't know, we're just big fans now. We followed each other on Instagram. I love that bookstore Mm -hmm. because it had incredible pop-up books and really unique children's books. It just had a really unique selection. And I yes, asked, I asked him, I was like, how do you curate your collection here? Yes, and he was answer. Like, his, basically, the answer was just vibes. No, that's not what he said. No, he said, I asked people what was the last book that they read and that they loved. Yeah. And, and you I, gave, and then he asked you. And then I, like. I gave him an incredible suggestion. Yeah. Just in case you're listening to this, it was Sankofa, S-A-N-K-O-F-A. Incredible yeah. book. Yeah. And. 
I feel like that's the cutest that's way the to cutest, have a bookstore. The what was the response. last book that you read that you loved? And then, okay, let me put it on the Doesn't list that and sound check like it out. something out of a book? It's so good. I thought I was like, wow, this is meta. Yeah. And I, then I was like, I gotta get out of here. <laughs> I gotta go, guys. I'm fucking Okay, running. well, the reason why I also couldn't leave was because it was really just you and I in there for a second. You left and then Jessica. I and Irish Chris- goodbye. Yeah, but Christina and Jessica came in, and I wasn't about to leave the store knowing they're in there shopping for books, listening to our podcast. (laughs) Even though they're our friends and they can listen at any time, I was just like... I mean, they never would, but... If I had to justify anything, or like, if I just... it was Jessica was like, I heard my name, and I was like, don't listen. We did, we did. We said... I said something about George and Jessica or whatever. Oh my god, I, I'm sweating again. I was like, I wonder if they felt famous in that moment. <laughs> she said she did. Also, a woman came up to me. I'm not sure if she also ran the bookstore or what. She was like, "Is this you?" I was like, "What?" She's like, "Is it? Is this your podcast or something?" I was like, "Yeah." She goes, "I hear you speaking to your friend and also you speaking over the overhead at the same time, and I just don't know what's going on." And I was like, <laughs> "Me either." I, e- <laughs> <laughs> you should just, have you. Th- those like, are the moments where you need to have a speaking of which card on you to pass I, to her and just I say, "Please just take this and consider your life choices that <laughs> that led you to this moment where you are getting handed this card." Oh my god! I feel like there's never been a moment that I've buffered in actual real life more than that. <laughs> like I just like stole. You're a human loading my screen. Screen froze. So guys, um, fame got to us. <laughs> Obviously. We missed a week. We missed a week. We, we missed two. Who needs almost. it? I've already made it. And we were in the shop for so long that George missed his opportunity to get a wiener. <laughs> wait, wait. You can't say it like that. <laughs> oh, God. Because the book was like right next door to like a wiener shop. Not a wiener shop. It was like a food place it was, it was that like a served grill, hot dogs. And they served weenies. <laughs> But by the time we got out of there, the lady was like, we closed up shop. And then George mm-hmm. was like, damn it. Well, he could have gone he when I was gone. getting the books, but he was being nice. He was being nice. He waited out there with okay. me while I had a meltdown. He re- <laughs> and I was yeah. like, I'm not ready for fame. No. But it was ready for me. It really <laughs> And sometimes those are the lessons. Sometimes those are the lessons that we walk on. But you... You don't, you don't go to the French Quarter and not walk away with something. Wait, the face you made was like of a mischievous child. And then I also imagined you in those childhood pictures of you with that sweater vest on. My smirk. <laughs> when I wore my sweater vests, that wasn't a smile. That was a smirk. Was, like, I know these are going to be used Yeah, but it later. was like a Grinch smirk. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, so, what else about the trip that then we want to recap? Anything like I I loved those witchy shops that we went into were great, mm-hmm. but they actually weren't everything I thought they no. were going to be. No, they were not. They I don't know if maybe we just didn't go to the right ones. We definitely. I know we missed some I of know the big ones, but we just went to like some of the really touristy ones that were near downtown of Where the French we were district. At. And I know that around the city, I'm sure there's like big epic ones, mm-hmm. but I was surprised that in like the hottest parts, quote unquote, the hottest parts of the yeah. scene, that there wasn't something a little more oomphy, mm-hmm. you know? Because I felt like I could have found some of that stuff here. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. So I, I just... Or even on like Etsy, which there's nothing wrong with Etsy, but like mm-hmm. 
I didn't go to downtown New Orleans to feel like I was, you know what I mean? Shopping like I was on like, Etsy for no, stuff, again, yeah. there's nothing wrong with Etsy. I freaking love Etsy, but mm. like, it, I, I wanted, wanted something different. I wanted a, an apothecary that made me feel yeah. like there was I only the, one of them I in the world, and witch, I was there, like behind the desk with a cauldron, stirring something. <laughs> okay, we did go into a couple of those, but then the stuff that was in the store, it was like okay, like yeah, okay. Um, but what I loved was the fucking art galleries. Yeah. So the last day we were there, we hit. I, 11? Okay. 11 galleries? Actually, really, we <laughs> it did. Was it was so many. It but, was like, but let's it was like that, someone put you on fast forward and you were a VHS tape. But it was just you, me, and, and Christina. Mm -hmm. And the night before was the last night on the cruise ship. And we were really trying to like make our time's worth, make our money's worth. We didn't intend this, but it just happened. There may have been absinthe involved with someone <laughs> in our group. <laughs> and also, we may have sat down at the roulette table. Mm -hmm. And we were up all night. Like, I, if I got one hour of sleep that night, I would be surprised. Yeah. And then we got up and got off the ship, got like took an Uber or whatever to the hotel we were staying in. And then everybody took naps. And you, Christina, and I decided to like rally and go out and walk the town because the days before the cruise we were never able to go to the shops like before five and everything in downtown new orleans i don't know if it's always been like this or if it's still because people Maybe are it's just like a monday through thursday type thing that and what i'm getting is like covid is still not allowed people to like extend the hours and open it up or whatever so all of these places were basically closed and so we're like if we just stay up and we go and walk around, we'll hit as we'll many... We'll nap later. Yeah, we'll, we'll sleep, sleep when, when we're, dead. we're dead. Like, we <laughs> gave ourselves, like, two hours to get as much fucking, like, shopping and sightseeing in. And we did that. There's some incredible artists in New Orleans. I know. That was probably my favorite day of the whole trip. Like, mm -hmm. I was basically on hyper speed <laughs> like i was just like the yard and this and that and christina and i were just buying shit left and right <laughs> we're like fucking turning our pockets out for anything we saw that we were like oh cute and then we like got it because it was just so unique yeah I, I mean i saved some of the cards i'll probably show some of the art pieces and the things i got in videos in the future or like in the next coming weeks but I was so thrilled that we did that and we mm. got to so many galleries. Like uh, yeah, you and Christina have like concrete carrot people yep. and like actual art pieces. And like, I have I have my little shirt. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but you were a part of it with us. Like you mm -hmm. went in and out and we like looked at everything and you you know what I mean you had mm -hmm. Opinions on the things I know, we I was got. Looking at the, like you I, helped I me was pick out mine. Pretending to like stroke my mustache. Like, ah, yes, <laughs> this piece. Um, this I, would go good in the foyer. Foyer. No, you. What, what you said to me exactly when I got my moonbee sculpture was, you went. Mm, I know exactly where you're gonna put that. <laughs> and I was like, really? Because I don't. You're like the office. No. <laughs> Where I put all my fucking art. <laughs> but thank you so much, Skyler. I was like, just in case you hadn't thought of that, <laughs> it could go in the office. And I was like, thanks. <laughs> I also for a second was like, does he hate it? Does he like, not want it out in the rest of the house? It's going in the fucking garbage. <laughs> He's like, I have the perfect spot for you it. You should upload a picture They're of your moonbeam into the Discord. Discord? All right, I definitely will. Remind me, though. 
Yes. Well, someone please remind Samantha. Someone remind me. Yeah. Because, yeah well, someone you... remind me to remind Samantha to please put a picture of her Moonbee art piece into the Discord. Yeah, so y'all can see it first before I put it in like some sort of favorites video or something. I got mm. another block of art with like um, a cool painting on it. It's kind of like a mix between Alice in Wonderland and downtown New Orleans. Like really cool. Um, yeah, that pop-up book. I spent $40 on a pop-up book. <laughs> but it's... <laughs> But it's a piece of actually a piece of art. It's the most beautiful thing I've ever seen. I will be showing it in a video, maybe even Never multiple videos. Never seen it anywhere else before like that. Mm -hmm. Right now I have it downstairs on one of the shelves, like open, so that when people come over, like they'll use it and look at it and flip through it. I think I'm going to have to find a different spot for it, but like I want it actually out like an art piece. You're like a charmed podium and it's like your book of shadows. Oh my like, God, oh. it's my book of shadows. <laughs> <laughs> You're also going to pop-up book. <laughs> oh my god all right so sale this was something i noticed while we were on the cruise mm -hmm. the first day the staff was unreasonably nice like oh. as we we're getting on the boat they and, were and then i noticed that as time was going on mm -hmm. that the staff was getting increasingly frustrated yeah as they should as they should be. because the guests were becoming increasingly feral. intoxicated and feral feral like we were i was feral. well actually I beg to differ. There was a woman on our cruise within like four hours of us fucking boarding that was so shit-faced hammered. She had her feet up on the bar and then she stood up and slipped and smashed her head open yes. on the bar. We hadn't even left port yet. We were and this still woman was in the dead. dock and she was getting A woman stitches. died within four <laughs> hours of us getting on the boat. But I do think that like the workers are probably like, ha ha ha, here we go. Here we go. And then by fucking day four, they're like, get me get off, me off of this, this fucking boat. Jail. Wasn't it so surreal? I, I, I don't know if you, because you were experiencing some seasicknesses some nights, but I had just moments. Just the one night and it was the one awful. Night where um, I, was, I was conscious that I was in the middle of the ocean watching TCM. I mean, I think I was, con the, the thing that I was, okay with was that I was conscious the entire time that I was on the boat. There was not a moment on that boat where I didn't have the consciousness that I was in the middle of the ocean. Cause Jessica, I think Jessica kept saying that too. She's like, Oh yeah, I feel the boat rocking or something like that. I forgot we're on a boat or I don't know if it was her or whatever. Somebody had said that. Now how can you forget like, we're on the boat in the middle of the ocean? Well, it's easy <laughs> because if it's not rocking that hard and it's like such a big vessel. And if you're inside like the rooms at night, when we do like the piano bar and the comedy thing and whatever, like if you don't feel the boat rocking, you can forget until you like go outside or you go on the upper deck or something. But like, I always felt the boat moving, <laughs> but I never was sick except for that one night. And it was the night where we got off the boat to Mexico. We spent all day. Okay. Let's talk about that really quick though. Mm -hmm. So we, there's one day at Cosmo and you know, there was a bunch of excursions and shit they're trying to sell you on. And then one of the group members that we were in the group with was like, uh, we signed up for Mr. Sancho's. You guys should come with. It was $60 a person and it was basically like a side resort mm -hmm. and you had to pay $60 a person and just pay for like a taxi to get there. It was like a 10 minute taxi ride and we all like split it. It was like five bucks a person there and back or whatever. It was all inclusive drinks and food all day long right on the water and there was a pool with a bar that you could like drink in and then walk up to the bar. There was like a bunch of cool shops. 
It was so fucking fun and so worth it for the price we paid. Mm. Instead of doing like, you know, parasailing or cra- like we spent 60 bucks and we feasted and we drank. If I had been parasailing, I would have been up in the sky being like, I'm going to miss that damn boat. <laughs> you know, I would not have been able to enjoy it. I feel it. like you would have been like, just cut the rope and just let me go. Fucking rope. Just cut it. Cut the cameras, cut, dead ass. Cut the cameras. <laughs> no caps. <laughs> Um, it was so fun, uh, and that was definitely worth it. But then we got off the boat, we were on the land, I had, you know, no problem with my land legs, got back on the boat, and it was, like, really rocky that night. Like, I don't Mm. know if we hit storms, or just the waves were choppy. Like, if you were sitting down to poop, you were holding on for dear, like, you you were flying around. Yeah, that was really the only night, too, where, like... It, we were it was, flying it around. It was rocky. Like, if you stood still, you you were like Michael Jackson moonwalking, mm-hmm. you know? Um, and I really hadn't eaten properly all day, and I had been drinking. <laughs> and I was at dinner, and I looked at our friend Samantha that we Benzo made. Samantha was 35% mango daiquiri. I was, <laughs> I was 65% mango daiquiri. Thank you very much. I was like, I'll take another mango daiquiri. <laughs> <laughs> I turned to this friend we made on the ship that was sitting with us at dinner. I was like, Mo, I'm not doing good. She was like, girl, me neither. I was like, I think I'm past the point of no return. She goes, I feel that. And then I get up and I go to the room and it was over from Mm -hmm. there. I've never been that sick before. It was like a four timer. Yeah. And uh, I was out all night. But then when I woke up, I was like rejuvenated. Uh, restored. I was like, I'm a new woman. The Unlike boat stopped before, rocking. I've been restored. Jessica came to check on me because she got sick last cruise. She went on. I felt so bad because she stood at the door and she was like, hey, how you doing? And I was like, not good. I'm fine. I'm fine. And she's <laughs> like, do you need me to do anything? She's like, you want to try standing outside? The fresh air might be good. I was like, I can't open the door. She goes, I'll open it for you. I was like, no, just leave me. <laughs> Please don't. <laughs> She's like, did you try eating something? I'm like, oh, I gotta go. <laughs> and I just like slammed the door in her face. She's like, okay, I hope you feel better. I'm like, bleh. <laughs> I felt so bad. In the morning, I was like, I'm sorry. She's that was like, the point on the ship when where, where the employees were like, they're officially feral. Yeah. They're just in their rooms puking. Yep. <laughs> They could sense it through the walls. They're like, they're crumbling like flies. They're falling. They're falling. <laughs> so I was thinking that for today's episode, now, even though I loved our experience on that ship, it really got me thinking. And I found this article and it's called, Is Rudeness Really on the Rise? Mm. And it's from the Healthy Workforce Institute by Renee Thompson. And now before I started, now just that title, Is Rudeness on the Rise? Yes or no? Like, are people more rude now in than... me or in general? In general. <laughs> um, right? It's tough okay. because we're more rude in some ways, but less rude in other ways. Exactly. I would say before the pandemic, we had reached almost peak rudeness. And I think because of the, from at least what, like my perspective, my bias is that like when COVID hit and we all got locked down and put on employment or whatever, a lot of us chose to switch jobs or quit our jobs or come back with a new attitude with our jobs. I wouldn't say it gave us all a fresh start, but I do think it put a lot of things in perspective where people are not in jobs anymore 
that will make them rude. Do you know what mm-hmm. I mean? We're like, everybody was pushed so far to the breaking point mm-hmm. to where they just like couldn't help but just be fucking assholes all the time because everyone was so miserable. And a lot of us are still, you know, struggling in everything. And a lot of people still are so miserable. <laughs> yeah, suffering. But I do see Bad. that like there's a newness to a lot, not everything, a lot of workers, especially in like, restaurants and things like that where like if you're still in the same fucking position you were before the pandemic yeah you've i'm still in the same position yeah you've you've reached yeah but right before no you gotta fucking you changed states oh yeah you got a new job you got a new job at a freaking old folks home that's great you Mm -hmm. definitely in a new position um i don't know that was that's not sexually (laughs) so i mean that's my initial thing going into the article but i'm i'm open-minded to whatever you have planned but so So, my 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 answer to that would be um i don't know i don't know (laughs) thank you thank you for clarifying you're so welcome (laughs) professor menzo (laughs) professor mcgonagall renee says Renee says, it's no secret that rudeness takes center stage in a lot of conversational arenas these days, but is it really on the rise or is it just something new to complain about? Um, someone named Jean Tronge, <laughs> okay, a professor at SDU, says that students are 30% more narcissistic than they were 25 years ago, according to tests. Students? Yeah, students. Uh, Specifically students. That's probably because... It it linked to the other article, but I couldn't open it because there was a paywall. So it didn't tell me what the criteria was to determine... Yeah. How you arrive at 30% more narcissistic? Like what? Because people know that fucking the teaching system is so broken. There's a beautiful, wonderful teachers all over the place that are smart and educated and whatever. But I think like students have become so jaded of the educational systems that are put into place that it's hard not to be narcissistic to be like, I'm doing this because I have to, but not because I fucking or yeah. whatever. Like, whereas before, like our parents and our parents' parents, like, school the education system and educators in general they were like gods they were like that is who you needed to be and look up to and listen Mm. to and whatever and now we're all like because especially when i was in elementary middle school like Like, your teacher was your teacher well we're also virgo gemini energy and also my virgo was like are you God? Yeah. You know, <laughs> like I absolutely Teach love the teachers. That were like, Same. Oh, I love the teachers. that had the big clean binders. I was like, you're my I mom. Love them you're have, my like, mom. The different like colored star stickers oh, on the yeah. wall. that like tell you if you did a good job and like. So that was what I wanted to be. So, so like I said, the kids are 30% more narcissistic now than they were 25 years ago. Why do you think it is? I told you why I think it is. Um, I think the internet like plays a role in oh, that. Oh, yep. Um, especially when it comes to 25 years ago, obviously, obviously you and I had the internet, we didn't have it at home, but we had it at school and stuff when we needed it. For for the most part, I was a couple years ahead of you. So I think there was a little bit, a couple more years we've talked about where like Mm. libraries were still the thing for me. (laughs) (laughs) I fucking love the library though. So it says today's kids are ruder than we were. And, uh, we could spend the rest of our time in this space talking about the reasons why technology, lack of parental role modeling of good manners, etc. The point is rude kids grow up to be rude adults. And one of the examples she went on to talk about was an example of rudeness from this author's perspective and some people's perspective is walking through someone's lawn. 
right? Some people today would be like, why would it be a huge deal to walk through someone's lawn to get somewhere? Mm -hmm. But she said like in 1995, it would be unthinkable to just walk through someone's yard. You always use the sidewalk. She said it's considered rude to people to like walk through someone's yard. Like you just couldn't do that. Tell me why I feel uncomfortable walking through someone's yard. I mean, to me, I'm from Texas. So like, that's how you get shot. So like that's yeah. why that's why I would feel uncomfortable walking okay. on someone's property because that's when old man Jenkins comes out with yeah. you. Get off my lawn, you gay. So like I yeah, I stay off <laughs> I stay off properties because you could die. <laughs> because I'm homosexual. And then because I'm homosexual. <laughs> and then you stay off properties because you feel uncomfortable. <laughs> I don't know why though. The privilege is just dripping off me. <laughs> so that's one reason. And, you know, it, it, and like you like oh I didn't even think of that. It totally also depends on where you're from and like what property rights mean to you. I'm from somewhere where like your home is your castle. So like you don't walk on someone else's property. Yeah, you'd be in the moat with the alligators. You'd be in the moat with the alligators. So like the floor is lava. In 1998, 25, no, only 25% of employees reported being being treated rudely once a week. Only 25% of people in 1998 said that they were treated rudely once a week. Um, in 2005, that number doubled to 50%. Wow. So that that's so either seven years. people are getting more sensitive or people are being more fucking rude to service employees. Service employees. And I'm going to say it's probably 50-50. Yeah, 50-50. And then in 2011, that number went to over 50%. That's crazy. And then today, 98% of adult workers reported being tre- treated rudely at work. Yeah. So between 1998 and today, we saw a 75% increase almost in experiences. I'm of blaming it on the fucking saying, the customer's always right. No. If I own a mom and pop shop mm-hmm. and some customer comes in and is rude to me, I'll be like, then you don't need to buy stuff here. You work for a corporation like, I don't know, mm. Starbucks, for instance. And you're like being harassed or whatever. You have to like, there's a certain protocol that you have to take to be like, all right, ma'am, how can I fix this? How can I, I'm so sorry. Even if it's their complete fault and they're being an asshole about it, you have to try and make the customer happy no matter what. That does something to somebody Mm -hmm. because then sometimes it's justified. Sometimes maybe the person is not trying to be mean and they don't realize how they're coming off. Whatever. There's always situational things but i think that because people know they can get away with so much free shit Mm -hmm. and they can get away with being an asshole and getting what they want in any establishment because the customer's always right they'll always be taken care of people like how well how are how are you gonna how are you gonna fix this this? yeah how how am i gonna be compensated for this like there's just this you can essentially assault you can essentially assault retail employees mm-hmm. now you know yep. and nothing will happen to yep. you yep and is, they have to stand there so why wouldn't they report being like yes people treat me like shit yeah you know and so but but in 1998 only 25% of empl- people said like it this is a huge deal and today people are like it, that is such a short amount of time in the yeah. grand scheme of things there's an entitlement to what the hell happened yeah. And, uh, you know, like, I don't know, do, do boomers suddenly just decide they're unhinged I'll now? I'll tell you what it is. Because young people don't do this. Did we have the word Karen in 1998? Did we, we didn't. I don't I think know. we did. 
Where did she come from? I it's so know. funny that you mentioned there that. There is an act, like an actual Karen that not like an act like someone's name who's Karen mm-hmm. who listens. There's to like this. a real Karen. They're, no, and they're like the nicest person. So I always I feel know. bad bringing it up. Like, like also the I, article. I didn't pick your name, Karen. The article. Okay? <laughs> one of the articles goes into this Karen phenomenon, oh. and she wrote an editorial basically saying like, if your name is Karen and you've experienced anything bad, message me. Yeah. And. Um, actually, we'll get to that later because that was a, that was a fucking mess. Oh my god, I can't wait. What happened That's to that interesting. lady? Interesting. Okay. So, according to sorry guys, my wait, I just hit a flash to someone who we know their name is Karen, but they don't go by that. And <laughs> <laughs> that took me a second. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Carry on. So now this was the the meat. This was the meat of the matter about why this is a big deal. And when people witness or experience rudeness from coworkers or customers, they are one less likely to seek, accept, or deliver any feedback on anything. Mm. People don't share information as readily and don't seek help. People are three times less likely to ask for help from others or offer help. Like if you experience rudeness, something in you makes you not offer help. And then a recent poll of 800 managers and employees across 17 industries reported deliberately decreasing work effort if they were treated rudely. So um, basically, if your manager treats you like shit, there is a huge probability that you deliberately work less hard. Well, yeah. Obviously, right? But it's always good to have these things like studied and like confirmed. Yeah. Because like if manager's like, no, when I treat my employees like shit, they work harder to prove it to me. Yeah. No. I'm telling you now. I'm not here to make firms. I'm here to get the job done. Like, and if that's the case, then you need to treat people nicely because yeah. if you treat people like shit, you're not going to get the job studies done. Studies show that your employees will work less hard, will not on work purpose. on purpose, and uh, will not seek help from you. That you know, I, there's just so much going on. Basically, here. this will all be summed up by fucking kindness goes a long way. Kindness goes a long way. But I mean, I'm, I still want to hear what you have to say, but. Because like you like you're saying like if, especially with like old you know old men that are like arr, 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 arr. you know what <laughs> what was that <laughs> that's my old man voice I love arr. that if they can't be convinced by human decency yeah convince them with their wallet hey listen don't be nice because it's a good thing to do be nice because it'll make you richer yeah you know and maybe that's what we need to be sharing love that maybe that's the message of maybe today's that's episode money solves everything money solved everything i love money so rudeness decreases productivity and the way the team communicates with each other according to a man named amir iriz's study on rudeness on medical teams now this one blew my mind a rude comment by a physician decreases the performance among other doctors and nurses by 50 percent this is so important no, no, keep listening. It okay. gets fucking worse. What he found was that rudeness damages your ability to think, it damages your ability to manage information, and it damages your ability to make decisions. The study suggests that rudeness contributes to preventable deaths caused by medical error. I feel like this is because of like when you don't feel safe and secure and seen and mm. like 
understood or at least like on the same page or, or, as someone. You know, or just respected as a human fucking being exactly you go into a fight or flight mode mm-hmm. and so no one can feel good about getting or receiving or like giving information especially when it comes to the body and our health and the medical field when they're in a fight or flight moment mm-hmm. and like some people are in a fight or flight moment before they even talk to the person that might be rude it's like they're in like a doctor's office maybe they feel uncomfortable or whatever it is and then all of a sudden they're in a space where the one person that they need to get the information from or you know is going to help them to get to the person that can get their information makes them feel unsafe mm-hmm. or um i mean like unsure. the article said like be, when someone's rude to you and like all that all those hormones are activated it literally damages your ability to think and manage information. I feel like it's because you're in a fight or flight, like like this. Mode, ar- this article like, is essentially suggesting that rude doctors kill, can kill people. people. Yeah, I can. I can totally see that. And that must transfer to other industries. You know, yeah. it's not just doctors. Like, imagine uh, other stuff. Like, imagine if you were mean to. You're getting your car repaired. Yeah. And like, all you needed was like someone to help you and tell you what was wrong. And you go there and they don't know what's wrong and they say that it might be this and it might cost you more than what the car's worth, but they don't really know and they don't mm. want to deal with it. They don't have time in the shop to fix it. And then and they you don't die know in a fucking you... car accident, you know? <laughs> okay, relax. Uh, no, and it's like, that might be your tipping point of being like, I don't know how to get to work, to pay money, to feed my kids, or, you know, I'm going to lose my job. And like, you start spiraling because you don't have any like concrete path even if the car is total like the just the kindness of someone being like you know here's what i think you can do or giving you or i don't know just making you feel supported absolutely like so essentially if you're a rude person you kill people yeah and that kind of sucks don't be for you fucking don't be fucking rude. rude stop killing people aka don't be fucking rude Kindness. Kindness goes a long way. So That's it, really interesting, Skylar. So the article kind of goes on to say, and then she is, specifically, she works in the medical field, the, the author of this um, article. Yeah. And she was like, rudeness is killing people. And that's why she wrote this article. And so she was like, okay, well then we know all this. What can we do about it? Yeah. And so she said her number one tip is literally just don't ignore it. She said, we tend to rationalize or justify someone's rude behavior by saying, well, that's just the way he, she, or is. Don't take it personally, blah, 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 blah. Yeah, don't boys will be boys it. That's fucking toxic. She said, in the medical field, it is personal because it affects everyone's ability to effectively communicate with each other to save lives. Speak up and say the word. If you witness someone being rude, don't stay silent. Instead, speak up in a respectful manner. She said, I'm a huge fan of scripting because it gives you the ability to prepare for common unprofessional encounters. You could say, quote, the way you talk oh to... Renee is witchy. Yes. Scripting. The way you talked to blank was rude and inconsiderate. Yeah. <laughs> or you could say, in my opinion, you are being rude right now. Oh, I have no problem telling people when they're being <laughs> rude. I have no problem. It's reeling it back in. Mm-hmm. Um, if- I think she was really... I liked that she was really gentle with this because if you are rude back to a rude person, people will still die. So you need to find a way to yeah. defuse the situation. It's also cool too because a lot of these articles that we pull up, they're they're funny. They, they, they open up a, a conversation mm-hmm. for us. But it's pretty good because Renee's not only giving you suggestions on what to do about it, which we don't really get from these articles, mm-hmm. but they're good suggestions. Good you suggestions. Know? Which is cool. Good. Way to go, she, Renee. Renee, 
That speaking never which, fucking happened. That literally never happened. Renee got our first speaking of which gold star. I well, yeah. And I love that. It's probably I love that her suggestions um, were like they they made sense, but also they were contextualized. Like you need to speak up, and the reason you need to speak up is because people will die. Yeah, you know, she was like, "This and is." And here's what you can do if you feel afraid to speak up. Like script it. Try script it. Like yeah, that's freaking awesome. And then it's the easiest script in the world. In my opinion, you are being rude right now. Just remember that. Yeah. You know? Hello, my name is. In my opinion, rude. you are being rude right now. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, that's awesome. So that led me to another article by a trans woman. Oh my god, great! And she is an author for the New York Times. She writes editorials, and she wrote an article called "Rudeness is on the Rise." Got a problem with that? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> This one is from December 4th of 2021, so not that long ago, just a few weeks ago. Okay. And she wrote, How do we respond to a world under stress? A culture in which the guardrails of so-called civility are gone. Now, her experience of the pandemic has been a little bit different than yours. Mm -hmm. She lives in New York City, I think. Okay. So things are a little different. And she said, the evidence of that stress is everywhere. In airports, in the skies, blah, blah, blah. You can find airline passengers angry about wearing masks, angry about inspection of firearms and their carry-ons, angry about everything. Well, there was literally somebody on our flight that the the flight attendants were getting pissed. Oh, yeah, because he wouldn't put his mask on. They kept walking up and down the aisles. They're like, well, he can get off the plane for all I care. If he's in the plane, he'll wear his mask. And they were like walking up and down and Mm -hmm. like... And then Stop we never it. heard from that guy and again. And I was like, ooh, Ooh, he's Okay, keep going. So close to home, things aren't much better. And it comes from both sides of our ideologically divided society. I roll. Um, Take the growing online culture of heckling vaccine skeptics who have died from COVID and their families. So So as Dan Levin asked in his New York Times article last weekend about the phenomena, is it, is it, is it, is it, it Shaden, Shaden, Schadenfreude? Or public service. I think it's pronounced Schadenfreude. I don't know, but I I literally don't know what that word is. Oh, so Schadenfreude. You, it's you like, did better than me. Um, Schadenfreude is when you get pleasure in other people's misery. Sounds Freudian. Yeah, Schadenfreude. And uh, so basically, so this idea that um, rudeness. Uh, so her example was really interesting. People on the left, you know, people like us, liberals, hippies, well. blah blah. blah we like don't think of ourselves as rude or mean people. Witches. So instead, we chew. We 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 need an outlet. So the outlet. Oh, I'm rude. <laughs> <laughs> don't get it twisted. Sis. You're a mean girl, Caddy. So villainous. <laughs> Just kidding. Go ahead. So it's kind of socially acceptable in some circles. I don't personally know anyone that's done this, but there are people that will find people that have died of the coronavirus that were known vaccine skeptics and harass their families. Whoa. And say, like, um, your husband would still be alive if he wasn't such a anti-vaxxer and he would still be here That's to support you. It's really pretty fucked up, right? Up. Yeah. And uh, and so, like, there's entire, like, Reddit communities around it. Especially like, because, like, maybe that spouse has been vaccinated and tried so hard to get their husband vaccinated, but mm-hmm. it was his own choice and free will and... Mm-hmm. You don't know. And if they don't have any families, obviously, then they just, like, post all the pictures of them, and it's, like, very ridiculing. You know, it's, yes. it's mean. It's rude. It's... You know? Yeah. And so... But, however, so good. the article was, like, is this a public service, or is it Schadenfreude? And mm, so... I see. Um, and that's, like, it's an interesting fine line between, like, 
this idea that it's just rude or but also uh does this help convince people to get the vaccine you know like i mean on one hand i think it does mm -hmm. i really think it does and then on another hand i think that it's really wrong like not that it's it's both Mm -hmm. sides it's wrong i think but i do think in some way there is fear that it instills in people and i don't know if that's the way to go about it But I do think if the question is, do you think it it helps people maybe get pushed some people to getting the vaccine? And I would say, yeah, I I think it would, which is why I think that people are still doing it and why they're, they're, Mm. you know, so I think if if you're, if someone is out there like harassing the family of someone that's side of coronavirus, I was a known anti-vaxxer. Also like nine times out of 10, usually the family is also, that's just like the way that these things work. But um, to me, that's just pure schadenfreude which yeah. i fucking love that word but that is just pure getting your rocks off because other people are sad that's you know really, and to me that's really fucked up Slytherin. so like if people think that they're doing a public service in my opinion that is not a public service to harass grieving people no um so i thought that was interesting and she said nationwide incivility and rudeness have been on the rise in all aspects of life um except at work for the last several I years i mean i'm just dealing in my own personal anger inside. It's not, I hope that it's not coming outward, but it's just, I'm finding a lot of anger and heaviness around some of the people in my life that I know are not vaccinated that have got coronavirus and that have survived. And obviously I always want them to survive. I never want to wish death on anyone, but at the same time, there's, people that like I loved that did get it and didn't get a chance to get the vaccine like Jason mm-hmm. who passed and would have gotten the vaccine and could have survived and it's almost like every time I see somebody not vaxxed and get covid and survive it's like there's this like anger that's building in me that makes me want like you know that mm-hmm. I don't know what to do with that's like fuck you Mm-hmm. Fuck you, you know? So I think there's a lot of different sides to, like, how people are trying to help others get the vaccine to help. and But I, I never think it's good to shame. But I can say that, like, there's been situations where I've, I've heard of that where people in my life or people I know who are unvaccinated have gotten it and survived. And, again, I want to be clear. Like, I'm not like, oh, they should have gone and not mm-hmm. Jason. But it was more so, like, that's so fucked up. Like... Mm-hmm. I wish that everyone would just I mean, the whole get situation the vaccine if they up. can. Yeah. <clears throat> but anyways. She says that in 2019, 93% of people polled across the country reported that uncivil behavior is increasing. Wait, what year was this? Uh, the study she's citing is from 2019. 2019, okay. And uh, so she said 68% of people called it a major problem. And that was before the pandemic in the January yeah. 6th insurrection. Since then, things have clearly gotten worse. Yeah. And, um, man, I somehow unpasted half the article, but I remember what it said. That's fine. She, she kind of goes on to say, like, I'm a trans woman. I have experienced rudeness. Yeah, I and, can imagine. Obviously. And she was at a dinner with her mom once, and the waiter clearly was just treating her like shit. Yeah. And the mom, like, refused to treat the waiter with shit back. Yeah. And at first, the daughter was, like, kind of confused. I don't know. And she kind of went on to this beautiful monologue about uh, 
seeing through people's rudeness and just kind of seeing like the wounded person. Yeah. And she was like, just the only way that some, sometimes the only thing we can do, like when we're experiencing that is to just look through the rudeness. Kill them with kindness. Kill them with kindness. Selena. So I was like, okay, queen. And oh my God, wait, what was her name? I already forgot. It was. That was uh, great. That was really Jennifer Finney Boylan. Super interesting topics and articles and so naturally I have a fun list and I, you can choose. Okay. So um, relax. I've got <laughs> ten smart ways to deal with rude people okay. by Sophie Lizard. Wow! What a last what name! What a name, right? I've got another article called Twelve <laughs> No Bullshit Comebacks for Dealing with Rude People by Lachlan Brown. And I've got four effective ways to deal with rudeness by Lakeisha Ethans. Okay, let's do the four, but I'm really kind of tuned out after you said lizard. I know. I cannot stop thinking about that last name either. But I don't, I want to read the one with just four. Okay, perfect. What's our timestamp? We're at like 50 minutes, so we'll do We're this. We're at 50 minutes. I know. Then we'll take a quick potty break. Shit. Yeah, potty break. And we'll come back for the second round of the Mega Podcast. All right. <laughs> we'll blow through these. Okay, speaking of which, listeners, yeah. I I pulled up these articles weeks ago. I have yeah. no recollection. I can't remember which ones were good, which Sounds ones are bad. Sounds about right. Sounds about right. So, tip one for effective ways to deal with rudeness. One, don't take it personally. <laughs> Wait, are these just like a different way to say like the four agreements? No. Because that is one of the four agreements. Don't take anything personally. I hope it's not. If it is, what a fucking Bullshit. train wreck, but also smart. There's a lot of people wind up making the mistake of taking rudeness personally. So um, That was one of the biggest, most important lessons I have ever learned in my 31 years of living is to not take anything personally. That has completely changed my life because I can be really sensitive. <laughs> I'm not great at it all the time, but like that has been a really big sh like shift in me. That and you can't change another person. Mm -hmm. Those two like spiritual truths are like everything. Mm -hmm. I don't even take myself personally. No, you I'm don't. Just a shell. No, you don't. So, um, a so the, here's a subtext Holy. of don't take it personally. So, like we're still in tip one. Understand that this happens to people all the time. Selfishness and rudeness are hardwired into human nature. Think back to the academics of old and their complaints regarding uncouth behavior. <laughs> so don't read that's into funny. it or overthink it and don't treat it as an attack. So I think that's also part of tip one. So I think it's important, right? Don't read into it, don't overthink it, and don't treat it as an attack. What's one suggestion you could give to people for, like, outside of that? Um, like, n not to avoid it, but, like, if it happens, like, if you've already taken something personally, like, how can you... Move past it. Mm, that's tough because in the moments where I have taken something personally yeah. and sat with it, I still have it. Yeah. <laughs> I haven't gotten rid of it. Okay. So, My, I mean, mine would probably be to like... The trick is to not let it in in the first place. No, no, because sometimes you just can't help it. And if it has mm -hmm. to directly deal with somebody that like is in your actual life, like... I would just say talk to him about it. I'm trying to think of the last time. And just like, hey, just so you know, I'm trying not to take that personally, but I have and just want to let you know, like, I'm feeling a little off about it and 
there's nothing we need to do about it. I just wanted to like put it out on the table. And sometimes that's all you need because maybe somebody mm. will be like, okay, cool. And someone will be like, oh my gosh, that's not what I meant. Or yeah. something like maybe there was a misunderstanding. So actually, I just now realized. I okay. thought of something. This is Good. what all of our listeners can do. Um, if someone says something rude to you, you, and, you take it, and you take it personally. <laughs> Stop. Don't do it. Is that what you're going to do? No. All you gotta do is walk away. <laughs> <laughs> is that what you were gonna do? Yes. <laughs> but also, I had a real suggestion. Okay. So, whenever someone says something to me that's like really mean, but it's like kind of true, I'll message Carly and I'll be like, "Can you believe this bitch just read me like this?" <laughs> <laughs> so you, the audacity. That Libra energy just wants to talk shit and like yeah. gossip. And okay. so, like, I feel like once I take it and I make a joke out of it, yeah, and like once I actually. Sh- because part of holding on to that is like shame, you uh-huh. know? And once you put it out there with another person, it's gone from you. You know, now the other person's Poof, got it. It's gone forever. It's gone. So I like to text another person and be like, someone just... Phone a friend? Someone just exposed me, yeah. you know? It was How rude. dare How that? dare they? And then that's, that's, that's my number one suggestion. So you put it back on them in private. You've got to talk with else. someone and make a joke about it and laugh. And then once you laugh, I've noticed that when I laugh about something, it really releases everything. So Absolutely. But, uh, but if you can't figure anything else out, all you got to do is... Walk away. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so two is ignore the person and their behavior. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, so people. Who I'm you, rubber and you're glue. Whatever you say bounces off so me. So these are the ways to you. ignore the people. Don't make eye contact. Okay. Eye contact automatically communicates that you're engaged. Uh-huh. So look away. <laughs> look away. <laughs> but don't look down as this communicates submissiveness. Oh, okay, Daddy. Don't sneeze either, because that would be yeah. like a dog. <laughs> Face away with your body. Me naturally doing that. I'm a swear. <laughs> and then show no emotion. I can do that too. <laughs> And then walk away. It Wait, really, really says that. Stop. All you gotta do is. And then also opt for all out avoidance. Totally real. So this is tip three. Don't react with tox- toxicity. Okay. Don't escalate the situation. Don't fan the drama flames. I can't. I can't. I can't. I can't not fan the drama if flames. If you're in person, you can. You shut down immediately. You're like, whatever you want, sir. Whatever you want, sir, person. And I go, oh, you want to fucking go? Yeah. Like, you want to talk? Like, I'm a person. No, I, I followed this next sub stack. I, I, I stopped the cycle. I stopped the fucking cycle. Listen, we were in the airport. We, I was like... Jessica was walking. She's got her boot still, but she brought her little like scooter and she didn't want to use a scooter anymore. So she just wanted to walk. So I sat on the scooter and I was like trying to push it for her. So she didn't have to walk in, carry it. And I started taking off in the, in the airport. You know how they have those like Mm -hmm. walking pads or whatever. And I got way ahead of you guys. And there was this fucking woman. She was like all cool looking with like different like um, eyeglasses, chains and brooches and pins in her hair. And she was like, high class like i collect art like but like i don't have time for you and i was next to her she's fast walking on this thing and i just turned her and go i'll race you and she didn't i knew she fucking heard me but didn't look at me and i went ma'am i'll race you (laughs) no you didn't (laughs) and she looked at me and just rolled her eyes and kept walking and i was like (gasps) 
How bitch. dare you not have a childlike glee and spirit right? about everything? Are you fucking kidding me? So this is what you need to do in that situation. And Stop the cycle. No, but when she kept walking away, I was like, all right, bye. Bye. Way to have fun. Um, bye. And I just like, <laughs> I was like, there was no need, no need for that. <laughs> I just, I'm a troll. I literally I'm a just human troll. attacked her with a like, embrace you. Like, <laughs> I wish you could go as fast as me as I'm like on like a fucking tricycle. Like, anyways, <laughs> I was the crazy person she was like, basically. She was like, like, how did the saw clown get in this I airport? Don't know. She was like, so what that, game is this? Actually, that was the worst example ever i think i just wanted to tell that story okay moving a woman on. was fully justified <laughs> <laughs> and then the last tip is call them out that was me i was like yo batch how dare you not race me a lot of selfish and rude people are used to being allowed to get away with their behavior they enjoy the negative attention and most people try not to rock the boat by directly fighting them that's how this insolence has been able to continue this person thinks there are no consequences so be straightforward, remain calm, try some humor, use I statements such as I feel threatened. And then be, <laughs> you should say that to me. I feel threatened. <laughs> Good, I'm and then, threatening you. And then the last tip <laughs> is be somewhat empathetic. Not totally unempathetic, somewhat empathetic. Look, there is no excuse for rude behavior. But trying to understand why someone is behaving in the way that they are can help you to humanize them better. Know that it's got nothing to do with you and learn to circumvent, not circumcise, <laughs> circumvent this treatment in the future. There's even a chance that a bit of empathy makes a selfish person less rude. Persian, Persian, Persian. Why do I lose my voice here at the end of the podcast? Though you shouldn't hold your breath. Breath. What is Okay. All right. Hold your breath contest. Go. Ready? <gasps> Think you understand. I, I don't think you understand how hard that was for me to look you in your eyes. You're like, I will not lose. I will not fucking lose. You I know was, how competitive I am. I, I would have died. <laughs> I would have died in this fucking chair before I lost. I would have taken my last breath. <laughs> all I could think of as I was looking at you is all of the listeners that did like that joined that, in because oh, I would have done that if I was listening to that podcast mm -hmm. and I was like I'd be like yeah all right, let's movies, go let's see if I can win when I watch <gasps> movies and the main character has to swim I'll start holding my breath as Same. soon as they go under just to see if Same. I would live so, I never was, do <laughs> there was no way I was laughing too hard for that so congratulations you won yeah. alright that is the end of episode one part one of this not episode one but part one of this mega podcast episode. mega <laughs> uh, we will pause and take a break and we'll be back in a second is today the full moon oh I, bitch i'm so out of the loop i could barely get dressed I saw, today i saw a glimpse of her in the sky and she was looking thick she was looking she was thick and she was sultry. looking full I don't know exactly what the date of the full moon is. I don't know what sign the moon's that. in. I don't, I don't know who was that. I don't know what was I don't that. know what's going on. I'm giving myself, like, I, I did work today, but it was, like, very much, like, catching up on paperwork and yada yada. So I need to get my focus back in because, honestly, I've been, like, two weeks of, I've been unplugged and I don't give a shit. 
Mm -hmm. just vibing and surviving and thriving. So what <laughs> you saying that just reminded me of something. Okay. When I worked um, at the hotel, mm -hmm. uh, I told someone, I was like, Hey, I'm going to go into the back and catch up on some paperwork. <gasps> I think, I think it may have been Carly. And she was like, we're paperless. She was like, how could you be catching up on paperwork? This is a paperless company. And what did you I was say? Like, I was like, don't read into it. I'm going to go catch up on the paperwork. I'll That's be back. what they tell you. Because I'm in charge of paperwork, so why don't you it's check yourself? paperless for you, Lucky. Yeah. Must be nice. Must be nice. Or they don't trust. So it sounds like you have part two planned for this podcast. I do. We say it's part two, but this is basically an entirely new episode. This is an entirely new episode. But just in the same, you know, part two of this big one of the super <laughs> podcast <laughs> mega episode. This is some of the latest we've ever been up to record the podcast. In my life. Latest I've ever been up in my it's life. It's like 11, so <laughs> we need to relax. Okay, so during my Disney villains tarot unboxing live stream i can't remember how it came up but the seven deadly sins came up okay and we were talking about them and how fun the tag would be and there was someone specifically in the chat that was like i i want to make a tag someone should make a tag of this and i was like do it you should do it and they were like okay, okay i will <laughs> <laughs> And then they did. No, um, cool. The tag was, I think they did the tag on December like 2nd or something like that. So I kind of missed all of that. Um, and so the channel is Sylv Sylvan's Deadly Sins. So it's S-Y-L-V-A-I-N apostrophe S Deadly Sins. That's the mm -hmm. creator's channel's name. And it, the video is a sinful tag, and the tag hashtag is the number seven, and then decks for deadly sins. So hashtag seven decks for deadly sins. So if you want to watch the original video, you can go on there. If you want to watch any of the VRs and responses to the tag, you can go on there. I prepped to be able to film a VR for my answers for this for, if not next week, then the week after. So I got really into this. And I want to make you basically do this do tag. The tag. Um, and we're in my office filming this, but I made you take a picture of the like my decks your, I have on display. Yeah, I know you have more, but you might be able to think of those mm -hmm. or whatever. But it'll just help to get a visual because honestly, as I sat here trying to like write my answers, I was looking at my decks and still kind of having to think. So because you know, we don't want a ton of dead air, even mm. though we did just have a breathing contest, <laughs> holding your breath contest. Even if the answers feel like you could answer them better, like don't, you go don't have to, yeah, just go ahead and go for whatever comes to mind. So well, I'm, before we start, yeah. did you know there used to be eight deadly sins and in the middle? What's the other one being me? Um, yes. Thank so, you. Having an ass this fat. I can't remember. I think. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. I was like, wait, you're not going to laugh at that. So I was just, I was just imagining the Pope the Pope crossing that one out. <laughs> it's a picture of me in the picture. No, no it's, it's a painting of no, you. No, it's the picture of us from Patton's wedding where we're in the photo booth looking behind <laughs> to our asses. 
Oh my uh, god, I can't remember what the eighth deadly sin was, but it was really yeah, interesting. Yeah, having an ass this fat. Having an ass this fat. They were fat. like, that should be illegal. And the Pope crossed it out because he said seven sounded better, and that was literally the answer. Yeah, so, and also they were probably like, mm, eight it shouldn't have the same be a ring. sin to be that good. It shouldn't be a sin to be this yeah. good. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> that ass should be holy. So everyone Google it. Just Google what was the eighth deadly sin. And then Let's ask. Can know. Okay, Google. What used to be the eighth deadly sin? On the website medium.com, they say, at one point it was the eighth deadly sin and most heinous of all. This eighth sin mutated into one of the seven deadly sins we know today, sloth. Wait! She didn't really say. Oh yeah, it's kind of coming back to me, like, uh, um... It's morphed into sloth? It had to do with, like, bad work ethic or something. Yeah, so, like, basically they just combined, like, Mm -hmm. because George and I were going over the seven deadly sins... When I was telling him about this tag, and I was like telling him a couple of the decks that he knows and what I was gonna put for him, we were just having a little conversation, and I was like thinking about sloth because we couldn't think of what the seventh one was, and I was like, oh yeah, sloth, basically just like laziness. So maybe that was like one of them. Maybe could have been something pertaining to like laziness, and the other one could have been like, Mm -hmm. you know, just like no ambition because those can be two different things, but not really. I don't know. Exactly. I don't know. I really want to know what it is now, though. So thanks a lot, freaking Google. You, you wow. always give us the non-answer answer. Okay, just because I love color, mm-hmm. I would also like you, because, um, <laughs> hold on, wait. <laughs> I just got okay, what? super, I just glitched. Wait, wait, wait. I love color. I love <laughs> And I was like, I was like, is that is I was like, is that just a random fact, or does that have something need to do to with? Randomly remind everybody. Or just else everyone knows what color. It doesn't count. Anyways, no way. <laughs> I was trying to think of ways to make my video a little different, but like still mm-hmm. do the tag. And I was like, I could incorporate color in the editing for when I'm talking about like each of the sins, like either put like a filter or a little colored border around it or something like I'm trying to like spitball ideas. So when I'm like writing on my answers, I tried to like highlight what colors next to the seven deadly sin that I would have to do for that edit. And I was like, I don't fucking know. Some of them are seem obvious and others are like, okay, but I, that doesn't make sense. So I tried to look it up on Google, like to see like artwork, seven deadly sins, artwork to see like, is there actual colors for them or is there like a consistency of colors and there's not there's like one or two of the seven deadly sins that like almost always are the certain colors is lust always red oh you would think but i'm gonna ask you what you Mm. think you know what i mean and then for the other ones it's literally ever they're so different every time so i thought that was interesting just from like a color witch perspective of like you can have a color and associate a completely different thing to that color than another person would. Mm-hmm. So, anyways, <clears throat> I'm going to give you the seven, the sins. Okay. I'm going to tell you what the prompt is for the tag, and you'll have to tell me your answer and why, and also what color you think you would associate for okay. that deadly sin. Okay. Are you ready? Yes. Any wrong answers will lead straight to the pit of sharks. Okay, perfect. Skylar Hayes, a step right up, and we're going to play the Seven Deadly Sins <laughs> color tarot game. color game of <laughs> death. Extravaganza plus. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Seven Deadly Sin number one. <sighs> Pride. Okay. Okay, so this... 
First of all, what color would you associate for pride? Blue. Okay, cool. I did the same thing. So you get to stay alive. (laughs) (laughs) What kind of blue specifically? I'm just interested if you Um, had to pick. I think like a blue sky, like on a sunny day. Oh. Like a bright blue. Interesting. I did like a true like American flag blue. Oh. Like pride to be American. (laughs) (laughs) But okay, so the prompt for pride is a deck you purchased or used for flexing. Which I think was a really great That's so way fucking funny. to fucking, I know, right? Um, actually, let me go to my Instagram for that. And yeah. I'll, let me see which You'll, one I flex with the most. I feel like it, Pig yeah. in other worlds. Yep, I was going to say. Immediately. I would guess that for you. And tell us a little bit about why you use it for flexing. First of all, Pig in other worlds is just so, um, like, mysterious. And everyone knows it's, like, expensive. It's, like, a 60 to $70 deck, right? Yeah. So, like, having it in and of itself is, like, a bit of a flex. Yeah. You know, it was hard to get there for a while. Yeah. Um, also, just like the images are real mysterious and weird. Makes like, you seem real smart. Makes by you seem using smart because it. it's a, it's pippish. Yeah. You know, so like you have to like already kind of know your way around. You know, <laughs> to like you know, oh wow, he's just looking at a picture of six gorgeous coins. He's so smart. Wow, he really knows. The he really meaning knows this of that. fucking shit. Yeah. And so yeah, that's my big flex deck. I'd say mm-hmm. pick in other worlds. And then the reason I chose blue for pride mm-hmm. is because I think of like an actual pride parade. And I've noticed that whenever I've been, we like, think at, of different things. When See? I think of like a pride parade, I for some reason I don't actually look at all of my fellow gay people. I I just look up at the sky. Because <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm shifty. Because you're shifty. And so I look and up. Uh, I look up at the sky. Your so internalized whenever, whenever I think of. Pride, think of that bright blue, gorgeous color. That's so sweet. Mm-hmm. I hate that I think of like a backwoods fucking tobacco chewing. Oh, like he's proud like, of being a man. Yeah, like like Budweiser sipping, cut off jeans short, wearing bedazzled hat, you know, mm-hmm. flashing like when will pride. Gay, when will gay people get to live in the backwater? And shoot guns. They can. They just have to be, like, closeted. (laughs) Yes. When can you be an openly gay, bedazzled, old, grizzly man in the the bayou? That's when... Bone ridden bayou. (laughs) That's when equality will come for us all. Yeah. I love that. Okay. Are you ready for the second deadly sin? Skylar Hayes, you passed the first one with flying pride colors. (laughs) The second deadly sin is greed. What color would you associate with greed? Dark green. Oh my god, me too! Did you see these? No. I okay. Seen them Are you yet. looking at my glasses? I'm not Don't look- cheat, you I'm fucking not- greedy bastard! <laughs> I'm not looking. Oh my god. Okay, so the prompt for greed is a deck you don't share with anyone else or that you will only use like with yourself. That sounded sexy. <laughs> A deck from my eyes only. <laughs> um, let me look at my picture really quick. Greedy bastard. I wonder, you know, while you're looking at that, like, what I associated green, greed with. Um, to be green, like dark green. And I think it's money. Like, I associate greed with monetary, like, you know... Mm-hmm. coin but mostly cash like greed to be greedy is not just you know like an ethical thing but i associate a physical item of like cash to it 
Mm-hmm. So I, I think like a dark green when I think of greed. Um, that's probably why I picked green, but I'm not sure. I think so that. for me, the dark green came from like my immediate thought was like the really dark green ivy that grows around castles. Oh, cool. And so like, and then in my mind, like the whole concept of a castle is... This is the it's, second castle reference you've had today. Are you feeling okay? I've had two castle references today. Yeah. What was my first one? Like the moat. Like your house is your castle. <gasps> Don't walk over I totally yards. forgot about that. I haven't forgotten. And so, wow. That was Are you recognizing mid- was, my kingly status? That was literally for first, minutes ago. Yeah. No, I think so. Castles are all about like conquest and greed, essentially. You know, yeah. Like claiming what's yours. It's and, mine. And then claiming what's not yours. Yep. You know? Wanting more. Yep. You know? Staking it, but so I was the thinking, poison ivy on the side of a castle is what. Yeah, like like dark green ivy. I love that. Really. So my personal deck is definitely the Journey of Love Oracle. I think it's by um, God. Who's that woman that makes every fucking Oracle deck? Alana Fairchild. I mean, uh-huh. maybe, maybe that's not. one of them. Uh, I cannot remember it, whoever did this. Doreen Virgil. No, who else? Uh, God, who did the Rumi Oracle? They did the Rumi Oracle oh. and the. And the journey of love, or I want to say like Sylvia, but that's not it. <sighs> uh, I, I don't remember their name. It's fine. I'm so sorry. Everyone. Look up the oracle. Say the name again. Journey of love, oracle. Okay. Here, I'll know in just like two seconds. Journey of love, oracle. Anyways, I think I may have posted a picture of that oracle deck before, but whenever I do use it, it's like just for me by myself. And because first of all, if you're just looking at these pictures and what they're called, they make no fucking sense. Right. You know? So it's not something you. It is by a lot of fair child. Okay. Nice. Okay. Thank God. Yeah. Because like I said, she literally makes everything. I don't, uh-huh. I don't understand. She's kind of iconic. She's though. kind of iconic. Do you follow her on She's Instagram? She's like a spiritual friend dresser. And I love that. <laughs> and I mean that in the highest compliment. <laughs> like, really? <laughs> okay. Um, so, yes. Um, that deck is like, it's, uh, there's no hard lines in it. So like, everything is real swirly. Me. And all of the colors. I actually know you. There's a lot of colors that blend together. And it's all very, like hard to see through mm-hmm. and it's just kind of for me you know greedy just for me okay i feel so that, like that would be my answer nice and mostly because like it's hard to read for other people with it and also yeah, like, it would be impossible in my opinion to like pull a card for that for someone else because it's so personal like your reaction oh to, like the images and well stuff. that's kind of a nice way to have greed for a deck mm-hmm <sighs> All right, Skylar Hayes, you've made it past the two first deadly sins and you have completed them and step yes. up to door number three. Door number three, my lord. Pick door number three. Um, and the third deadly sin is wrath. Wrath. Yes. What color would you say wrath would be for a deadly sin? I'd say sunset red and orange mm, together. That's what I put too. No, it's not. It really is. Well, I meant to put a deep, deep red, but the marker that I used is slightly an orange red and I kind of vibed with that color better. So I really did put that. Love that. Um, so why would you pick that? Like sunset specifically, like, red and orange? Yeah. Because like for me, like when I visualize wrath, I always visualize it as starting from like a pinpoint in someone and yeah. then shooting out. Mm. So like, you know, when you're looking at a sunset, there is that pinpoint and then there's like this just huge explosion around it. It's like enveloping everything. Okay. And so like that's what wrath does. It starts from one person and then it uh, 
it just it covers it everything. Soaks it all up. It soaks it all up. I love that. I always think of wrath as like those like vampire or like werewolf like like with the eyes where they're like turning like Doctor Jekyll and Mister Hyde and you know like it's like those eyes turn to like red mm-hmm. piercing like Twilight like mm-hmm. they have those eyes but then they turn like feral and they're like yes. I'm gonna suck your blood. Um, I'm gonna suck out there. <laughs> uh, so yeah, we're like. Where were the gay vampires in Twilight, by the way? Like, what the hell was that about? But I mean, yeah, I don't know. That was written by someone who I believe was Mormon at one point. I could, oh. I could be totally making that up. But there was something sort of christian or mormon or something about the the, the way author. she approached no i writing. like i know i remember hearing something like where i was like oh that's why it's so tame mm. that's why this isn't a court of thorns and roses it's weird because it is tame but it kind of also goes goes off the fucking rails at some points so. i mean it talks a lot about like death but it doesn't yeah. talk a lot about like punani yeah <laughs> <laughs> i mean a little bit like at yeah. one point i think he's like I would break you. And she's like, I'm fine Me? with that. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I'm fine with that. Um, okay. <laughs> so what deck are you angry at? I had, I loved that prompt. First of all, there's so many yeah. that I am fucking angry. My wrath, wrath might be an issue for me. <laughs> <laughs> That might well, be a if you have that more than one answer, I don't know what to I tell you. I have so many deck answers for this. And, like, for different reasons. Some of the decks that I got that I was expecting to be good but wasn't I was angry at. Some of them that I spent a lot of money on and that ended up being, like, cheap quality. Mm-hmm. Or some of them that, like, worked for me for, like, a week and then stopped working. And I, like, raved about them in one video. And then I was like, wow, why did I ever rave about this video? I'm mad at you. Mm-hmm. I have another fucking deck that like I had such high hopes for and I've never been able to read with and I've just I have a lot of anger for all of them God, but I love my tarot collection so much I'm split between <laughs> I'm split between two I'm gonna have to go with this is the most ironic answer of all time yeah because this is the world's most gentle deck it's called the spirit song tarot I, I know that one is it with the 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 it's elephant like, on the front or yeah, something? Yeah, it's, ele- okay. it's got and it's got like really gentle, gorgeous animals. Like little like daisy flowers. It's, it's the and... opposite of angry. It's so gentle and it's so sweet, but like whatever, I don't know, just something about it just makes me go like, ugh. Yeah, it's like so nice. That it's you're like, so are you, nice. It's so unrealistic maybe? No, it's not that it's unrealistic. It's just that like, I don't know, for some reason it, it, it senses that I... I'm the negative presence in the room, mm. and it's trying to remove itself from me. And you're angry that it's calling you it's out. It's angry that I'm angry that it recognizes that. It's like this guy's a Slytherin. We don't a want Slytherin. his greasy little fingers on our cardstock. That's fucking fair. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> oh, okay. Well, that's an interesting answer. Um, all right, moving on to. Seven deadly sins. We're on the fourth deadly sin. Skylar Hayes, you have completed three out of the four. Mm-hmm. And you cannot... Excuse me. You will not be sent to the pit of sharks. The seventh <laughs> deadly sin number four is envy. Mm-hmm. What color is associated to you with envy? Light green. <gasps> me too! <laughs> I swear to God! And that's what was like tripping me up because I was like, okay, well, I obviously put 
green for envy because you're green with envy like it's yeah. a saying like it's a whole but it's thing. a light green but it's a light green because and it's it, alive it's energetic and it's, it's like the grinch mm-hmm. who was green like he's green, green and he had envy. a lot of envy and he know? was a lighter green when he was clean but greed is like that luscious deep, green like yeah. or like like pure green i did the same thing oh Weird. Again, why? Like, tell us a little bit more about your light green choice for envy. The light green. So, um, my immediate thought again was like plants. So, like instead of like dark green ivy growing around a castle, mm-hmm. I thought of like light green ivy, like in the forest, just uh-huh. like I don't know, s- like snapping, like like oh, snapping, like it snaps like apart, a whip. like a whip, okay, like a nasty little whip. Stop. <laughs> <laughs> It could be playing in a bookstore right now. Oh my god. So, I'm, t- I'm thinking like, yeah. Um, like a plant that's, um, it wants to be somewhere else. I don't know, it's trying to steal like other people's Venus places. Like a Venus flytrap or something? Yes, or it's like trying to steal another plant's sunshine. It's just like really active. Ooh. It's full of movement. And, uh, so like the movement of it is just light and airy and um, it's it's flexible. I love so You know, like that. that dark green color is just so... You couldn't bend that vine if you wanted to. It's yeah. stuck. But like these vines are flexible. Like they don't have a set spot. Interesting. So, that's the way I think about it. I love that. All right. Here's the prompt. It is a deck you wanted because others had it. Ooh, that could be all of them. But yeah. let me think of most specifically. You found a couple on your own that you're like, eh, I might as well get it. But I honestly think your motivation behind it was like, someone will see this. Someone will see this and, and be envious that they have that I have it and they don't. Um, fuck, I cannot remember what this. De- I saw Vix from New Age Hipster use this deck years ago, and it's a collage deck. <gasps> and I cannot remember what it's called, and I can't tell from the side. It's. Oh my god, you want to pause it and I'll go get it really quick? Yeah, that sounds fine. Interesting. Okay, as soon as I saw it, I remembered. It's the Guided Hand Tarot by Irene mm-hmm. Mudd. Mm-hmm. And I think I saw her maybe do an unboxing of this or something when it first came out. And she was like, this might be the only deck I ever need. What the fuck kind of Australian wait, accent? Hold on, let me, wait, let, me, let me try and do my Vicks. I'm sorry. <laughs> wow. I'm Vix. I'm Hi, s- Listen. Vix. If you if you're ever listening to this or like I don't think you listen to this, but if someone sends you this she because they're like you this. just got hate crimed on a podcast with Sammy and Skylar, I am not associated to this person. I don't know who this She's is. She's not even remember saying Literally that sure. this is the speaking of Sammy podcast. God so you embarrassed. She me. was unboxing it and she was like, I would love La Kula. <laughs> and, so, and I was like, I love the color too. I love the cool. And she was like, I love the cloche. And then I was like, I love the cloche. She was like, there's so much to chew on. Yeah. And I was like, I want to chew. You know? Yeah. And so I just, because she was really loving it, I wanted to love it too. And then I got it and I did love it, but I didn't end up loving it as much as she did in that moment. She's probably over it too by now. E- maybe. That's how these I things don't know. work. Let me see a couple of the decks, uh, cards. It's really beautiful. And now that I'm holding them in my hands. You're like, like, oh, I should use this. Yeah, absolutely. And I love the backings. Very Vix from New Age Hipster. Oh, those like, remind, me- you know what that reminds me of? You know that toy from the 90s? Oh, oh shoot. God. Sorry about that, people. Um, You know that toy from the 90s that was like a ballerina, like fairy? Mm-hmm. And it sat oh, on a pedestal and it spun, and there's like a viral video of it going flying into the, into the fireplace. Yes, 
That's what the backings of this deck mm. remind me of for some reason. A Sugar Plum Fairy for sure. Is that what that was? <gasps> the best card in there Dude, is the Chariot. I love this. Mm -hmm. It's a gorgeous deck and the and the collage work is 100% on point. I love this. I think it's like an Etsy only deck. I'll buy it off you. Well, now that you want it, I want it. <laughs> That's all she needed was envy. And you know what? That That's why that it's the answer to the tag. Yes! Thanks, okay. Sylvain. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. Okay. Uh, it really is very beautiful. It's a beautiful I mean, that, there's a reason I want it. Here, this chariot card was was the seller Explain to the podcast listeners what this card looks it's like. A, um, it's a cable car, like a San Francisco cable car from like the 60s or 70s. And it's just like one of the most gorgeous chariots I've ever seen. I, I actually hate that. You hate that? It's the only you card. Hate that. It's the only card I've seen so far that I do not like. And I don't know. It, it's like it, the image makes me like. It's a cable car going through the universe, and I just was like, "Wow, there's a lot to think about with that one," you know? Because like we're not alone, and blah blah blah, all that. It's so I was like, boring. "What a beautiful, beautiful card!" And uh, so, and I love how the colors are muted. Yeah. So like nothing. I do love that. Uh, so like when you have like a big spread, it, nothing is like it's not so crazy like your eyes can really just like settle in slowly. Uh -huh. So yeah, that's my answer for that. Okay. Question. Envy. Okay. So congratulations, Skylar. You have done four out of four correctly, and you will not have to die in a pit of sharks today. Stepping up to the next door of seven, seven deadly sins, you open up the door and lust appears what color is lust for you it's red with a black stripe down the middle oh wrong you died <laughs> you have to walk the plank into a pit of sharks <laughs> what was your, See you what was your later. color pick for that i actually i agree with you i just didn't want to repeat colors mm. and i felt like red orange and like red with a, a stripe even though i repeated green like the marker they're very different greens mm -hmm. so i just did a pink for this one which doesn't feel right it feels like too lovey-dovey but yeah. also like that feels so fucking wrong but something about like bubblegum pink like too sicky sweet for lust that is like lusty. cotton that, candy that like like co yeah like cotton candy or like one of those big lollipops that like what is that doing for you? There's different like, kinds of lust. Because, like, for me, that bubblegum pink lust yeah. is, like, lust when you're at the beach and you see someone that's really hot, you know, and you're just, like, lusting after them. But then there's, like, that deep, intense, like, ache, you know, which is, like, like, that deep red like with the black candy, stripe. Like candy. Like, like, wanting something mm -hmm. so sicky sweet that you know is bad for you, but, like, you eat anyways. Or, like, it doesn't have to be lust because of love. It could be lusting over anything, like drugs, mm. alcohol, an idea of a version of yourself. Like there was something like dreamy and sickly sweet about bubblegum pink for that, mm -hmm. where I was like, that the vision I have in my me. head is like, um, like a heart. Yeah, and it's just like wrapped in like the black thorns. Okay, you know? yeah, that that's, feels that's what I see that in feels my mind. that feels really right, but also that feels really wrath to me. So this is the only one where mm -hmm. we're agreeing, but like we're saying the same mm -hmm. things. We're just coming because like lust kind of squeezes. You know, it squeezes. Mm. You know, and like wrath. Okay. wrath wrath expands for me. Like okay, wrath yep, comes yep. out and expands, I, and I then love that. The, the and then lust squeezes you. Makes I don't you think you're wrong. I'm not saying you're wrong. I mm. like I like your answer, but you will have to walk the plank into the pit <sighs> of sharks. Okay, 
Now that we're over that, you uh, here's your deck. Uh, here's your prompt. A deck you like for aesthetic reasons. Probably Ooh. aesthetic reasons only, I Ooh, would say. That's quite a few. Because, um, like, I really like aesthetics or, more than anything. Or you can either answer that or, like, a sub-question would be, what is a... Ethereal visions, Tara. Okay, because I was going to say, what's a deck you like for aesthetic reasons, but, like... It doesn't work for you. Okay, then not. You can't read with it. Because that would be more lust for me. Like, I lust after how beautiful you were, but it wasn't just lust. It, like, came and went. It wasn't love. It was just lust. You know, like, it's beautiful, but, like, it does nothing for me. Um, I would have to say the Illuminated Tarot. Okay, yeah. And I think that, that deck only has 52 cards in it, and, like, the majors are kind of um, thrown into it. Okay. So, like, it's a 52-card... You could technically do playing cards with it. Uh-huh. But it's a tarot deck, so, like, every okay. image is, like, different. And, like, it's so unbelievably gorgeous to look at. Mm-hmm. But because of the way that the majors are thrown in, you know? Like, yeah. some of the regular cards are replaced with majors. So, like, the eight of cups could potentially be, like, death or something, you know? Okay. And it makes sense in the grand scheme of the deck, and I think that it was done incredibly. And if yeah. that was... Like, what you, like, loved. Like, I totally see why that would make sense. But for me... It was just it, lust. It was just lust. Like, I just wanted to look at how beautiful it was. But the system didn't make sense for me. Like, yeah. the way that it was set up. So, like, it's nice so to look at. So, he looked good. He was easy on the eyes, but he was just a one-night stand. He was easy on the eyes, but he was a one-night stand. And just on paper, he, he was never going to work out for you. Mm-hmm. And also the Wild Unknown Archetypes deck. Me, too. Me, too. Me, too. It's oh, so- no, not the Archetypes deck. The wild, the regular, the regular wild, wild unknown. unknown. Yeah. Because like the archetypes deck is fun to play with and uh-huh. tr- and just look at and yeah. like lust over, but it doesn't actually like activate anything crazy. That was me. hard for me in the beginning, and I had to really, really, and I've talked about it recently in a video that I had like a few breaking moments with that deck, and I do not feel like that deck will ever just click for somebody on the first try, and if it does, mm-hmm. you're lying. <laughs> That is a fine wine. Yeah. That is like introducing. Yeah, that is like introducing I've yourself. I've had it for how long now? It's still simmering. Yeah. It's introducing yourself to a, a to IPAs and mm-hmm. to, to, to beers with heavy hops. Like it's not something that you're just going to get. And it's not a deck that is like yes or no answers. Like mm-hmm. if you want to crack open the big metaphorical philosophical ideas and and it's like it doesn't help that i only draw the card that has that cat in a clown costume oh i've never i took it out oh yeah you you told me you took it out or if i didn't take it out like i just i haven't seen it so i forgot about it you told it to stop i always get the like the queen card and i always get the desert card so you know what it means together well no one no one read into that (laughs) (laughs) i'm a I'm a dry queen. Yeah, a dry queen. <laughs> I'm a dusty queen. You want someone to come and dust me off? I'm the, I'm the queen of the Sahara. <laughs> okay. Um, the sixth... Now that you are in the pit of sharks and we've, mm-hmm. we've gotten you out, you've lost a few limbs, you, you're still in it to win it. That's fine. We're on to the sixth deadly sin. You've stepped up to the door... And gluttony is your next deadly sin. What color? Black. Do you, oh, 
Oh, that's incorrect. You've now just given <laughs> oh, away shit. your left toe. Well, no, what I'm color is gluttony to you? Um, gluttony is like a like a burnt yellow brown. Mm-hmm. Um, like a flesh toned, like a like a dirty flesh tone, like underneath, like a oh really. Like a dirty whiskered chin roll. I say black because when you're gluttonous for something, there's like a pit that you're throwing things into, but you'll never fill it. You mm, know, so like I, I think that. of like the black pit. Okay. And I, you're just I love that. Throwing things in there and. Mm-hmm. Or like maybe your stomach, if you're thinking about food. If you're thinking about food. Your stomach is just an empty pit. Which is me. Literally me. And I don't know. I just felt like. I just felt like I didn't want to use black for any of them. Uh, but gluttony to me was like a dirty, like, Burger King bun. Like a burnt... Like <laughs> a, a dirty bur- Burger King like bun? Like a burnt hamburger. Like, or no, like... A Were you bur- hungry when you, when <laughs> you like, wrote your answer? I, like, You're like, mm, cotton candy. Ooh, a Burger King bun. <laughs> I <was> like, <laughs> I'm always hungry. It's like... The, like a hard French fry color, <laughs> like a crusty, a yellowed like egg. you know those little mm. like end ones that are like really hard and could hurt yeah. your teeth, but like you eat anyways because mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, that color. Okay, okay. What was like the visual component, if there was one, or was it literally just a color? Just a color, gluttony. Is, that was my visual. I do like that hamburger. <laughs> <laughs> I like the crunchy fry. <laughs> I know it's George, Phoebe, but you have, we're almost done. We're still doing the podcast, so you just hang out, okay? It's just George. Just the fuck out of here. And she's like, I want, I want George. Okay, <clears throat> your prompt for this is a deck you really didn't need, but you purchased anyways, which kind of goes along with a few of them, like yeah. sort of. It's quite but a like, few. like what one is, I really did was in no position to be getting and got it. It wouldn't anyway. even say that like you liked it or you want it. Like it was just like I'll Gluttony. buy this. Like just just like pure like um, I want a deck. I'm gonna buy it. There's this deck I have that I literally bought just because it was gluttony. It was called Journey to Enlightenment oh, by Selena I, J. Levette. All right. And. Uh, the, the images make no sense to me. Yeah. I'm sure if I, like, sat down with it and, like, went into the astral. Yeah. Like, something would come to me. But when I look at this, it's just a mess, in yeah. my opinion. me. And I'm just like, why did I get... What, what drugs was I on where I was yeah. like, I'm going to unlock the fucking secrets to this. And I yeah. was like, no, I think I just wanted to buy something. So I just I wanted that. to spend my money with no re- rhyme That's or That's the reason. only deck I own where, like, I don't even want to look at it. And then, but all, all, all the decks that I own, I really enjoy. Like, even if you don't use it or whatever, like, there's shame associated to that one almost, it feels yeah. like. I mean, all of me is shame. cloaked in a cloak of shame. Gluttony French fry of shame. <laughs> uh, oh, good stretch. Good yawn. Good yawn. No, you need to go lay down in your bed. We're not done yet. We have one more sin. I'm going to let her out of the room. And I feel like this is your biggest sin, Phoebe. This is your biggest one. No. She's uncomfortable. Are you ready for your seventh deadly sin? Yeah. Speak. Speak. Let me know. Go ahead. Speak. Speak. (laughs) Okay. So it is sloth. Mm. Phoebe, what color would you associate for sloth? 
What, what, she didn't answer. She did, she's Why like, was I waiting? She's like, obviously, the color of me. So, God, for Um, storm cloud gray. <gasps> me too, bitch! Me too! Oh my god! Um, I also did preface, like, a hint of, like, lavender in there. Yeah. Like, but, just, like, more storm me, cloud like, than of lavender, that. I was thinking, like, you know when you're looking up like the first millisecond of thunder. Mm -hmm. It's not lit up all the way, but mm -hmm. there is that one, there's a there's a vein in mm -hmm. it of something, mm -hmm. but it's hard to tell what. I, we're on the same, we're on the mm -hmm. same wavelength here. Uh, almost like there's no color to like come up with, but like it's just an idea. Mm -hmm. It's weird, yeah. I but I know exactly, like you're thinking the exact same thing as yeah. me. Um, well, awesome. Okay, so the prompt is a deck you use when you feel lazy. Ooh. Um, the one I always grab is the one I grabbed for the podcast, the Robin Wood. Mm-hmm. Just because that's, you know, old faithful. I do feel like that is your, like, go-to, like, mm -hmm. I'm feeling like, I don't know what to pick, I'll just pick this one I feel again. like it knows me instead mm -hmm. of me knowing it. Yep. So, like, it, um... Takes away all the it work. It just takes away all the work, and it's just really nice. Um, but when I'm feeling really lazy, I like to get out the Gateway Oracle mm, by Denise You do, Lynn. don't you? Mm -hmm. You really do. The messages are very simple, they're very clear. You and got they, keywords. Keywords. A little sentence mm -hmm. and a really nice light image, mm -hmm. and uh, also the deck the makes me think of makes me think of Katie Flowers too. <gasps> Cute. And so then I I don't know why. So like when Katie. I think of her doing that, I'm just like oh, that's so cute. Um, yeah, I would say I agree with those answers because I've seen you, and equally. I think that it is so funny that we basically were on the same page with colors associated to these words, except for lust and gluttony. And even then, like, I totally understood where you went with both of those colors. I'd be interested to see kind of what everybody else was coming up with, whether they said the same colors or were thinking the Let same colors. Let us know in the Discord what Yeah, if you want to join the Discord, um, you can go to Discord and just search Speaking of Which, and it, it just just a cool place for us to carry on conversations further about episodes or just in general. If you have something to share, if you want to recommend, um, you know, a topic for the podcast, uh, anything really. We have little different conversations for each and every episode. There will be one conversation for this episode, which is two episodes in one. Um, but yeah, I guess I just, I thought it was interesting to kind of think about what colors that you would associate to it and why. And I'm impressed that we were kind of on the same wavelength with everything. And I'd be interested to see because again, when I went to like Google and, and searched not only seven deadly sins, but like seven deadly sins art, I was amazed at how many like were just, it felt like random colors and, you know, I've talked before, like, the color red can be associated with blood and war and anger, but it can also be associated love, with love and, you know, um, you know, devotion. Yeah, those sorts of things. And, and the healthcare system and like, say, mm. like a saving grace, hope, like an ambulance or something. But yeah, I just think it's interesting. There was a lot of like yellows and a lot of blues and like, oranges and things that came up and like a purple i don't know if they just wanted like the colors in the art to be like vivid colors instead of just like traditional what you would associate what you would think of as associated to that 
thanks for playing along. Uh, that was the seven deadly sins. Again, check out the creator that I mentioned earlier. And um, if you want to check out the hashtag for what other people are responding to and also keep a lookout for my answers to this, I'll be making a video again in the next week or two. And hopefully it'll be fun. Thanks for playing along, Skylar. I think that is going to wrap it up for the second half of this podcast. Um, we're gonna, it's a little less than an hour, but it's kind of hard. This is the longest <laughs> we've ever done this, and I'm pretty tired. It is midnight. Um, but I just wanted to take a really special uh, moment to thank our supporters because not only have they stayed with us and none of them have fallen off on the two weeks that we've missed. But I figured I'm, we'd come back and everyone would be gone. Yeah, and they freaking are they're still here supporting us, hopefully listening, hopefully sharing the episode or the podcast with friends. Um, and so I want to take a second to name all of our supporters. But since we missed two episodes, I'm going to name everybody twice. Oh, I love that. Okay? So thank you so much to Sarah N., Sarah N., Julie C., Julie C., <laughs> Anna M., Anna M., Teresa D., Teresa D., Heather A., Heather A., Alyssa S., Alyssa F. It sounds like I'm trying to, like, echo myself. Mm -hmm. like, Rebecca PK. Rebecca, Rebecca PK. Lindsay M. Lindsay M. Yeah, you do it. Dominic B. Dominic B. Melanie W. Melanie W. Catherine L. Catherine L. Phil K. Phil K. Jesse D. Jesse D. And David B. David B. Thank you all so much for supporting this podcast. If you are out there and you're not on this list and you would like to be on this list and you'd like to support our podcast, you can do so for a dollar a month. $5 a month, even $10 a month by going to anchor.fm slash speaking of which and hitting the support button. There also should be a link on any of the podcast platforms that you're listening to this to, listening to this on. But if you can't find it, go to anchor.fm slash speaking of which and hit the support button. If you'd like to make a one-time contribution and tip us or send us a little donation, you can contact us we have PayPal. And also, if you want to help us out, but you don't want to or can't financially, that is completely fine. We appreciate you listening and getting to the end, especially of this episode out of all of them. Uh, but if you want, you could always just share this podcast on a social media platform again or with a friend and rate our podcast five stars only, darlings, on Apple Podcasts or anyway, anywhere you can rate the podcast. Anything mm -hmm. that I'm missing... Mm -mm. thank you all so much for being patient with us while we were out living our best lives on vacation drinking margaritas um playing roulette oh i have one final story so that last night we were playing roulette we all decided to put down 50 bucks on the roulette table not all of us but mm -hmm. the four of us decided and there was moral support being had by others of course um and we decided to just you know 50 bucks for each of us and whatever happens whatever happens and let's just have some fun last night and we were at that roulette table for a long ass time and we were making it work we were having so much fun I think I hit black 22 straight up three different times. Like as soon as I was down, like, and I only had like 10 chips left, I would just go all in and then hit a number straight up and be right back in it. And so <laughs> it was just fun because I wasn't here to like make a fuckload of money. If it happened, great. If not, it was more so about like how long can I make this 50 bucks last? And can mm -hmm. I make it so that I'm up at the end? If not, like, how long can I sit here and play and have fun at the roulette table? And there was three of us that 
ended up like hanging on. Mm. There was this girl that walked up and played with us for a long, t- long time. She was being a little bit more aggressive than the rest of us, but she was still like, you know, hanging out. We were there to have a good time. Vibes were good at the table. Yada, yada, yada. It's getting late. We're all kind of like teetering out. We're like, should we pull like our chips at this point? How's the vibes? And then five black numbers in a row show up. So like the odds of there being a red number is like, I feel like over 90% at this point. Hmm. So if you've never played roulette before, you can bet on a number of things. You can bet on the actual number itself. You can bet like in between numbers. You can bet for a row of numbers. You can bet for a color of numbers. You can bet if the number is going to be odd or even. But basically, if there's been five black numbers up in a row, the odds that a red number will come up next is like so like it's like a you'd be stupid not to bet on red. red. So this girl walks up like or she's been there, sorry. She's she pulls out $500 cash. We have to wait the fucking person at the tables like marking the bills gives her the 500 and she just lays it all on red and we're all stacking up whatever we have left on red too because it's like it's gonna hit red and if it doesn't we'll bet again and it'll hit it eventually we'll make our money back so it hits red she's up and doubles her money 500 bucks just like that bets it all and she's like Ooh, like she's like you know that paid for part of the, that's paid for the cruise, for the cruise. basically but then she fucking takes $500 off, leaves $500 on red, and bets red again, and another red number comes up, and she doubles her money again. And in two fucking spins of that roulette, she was up $1,000 and then cashes out and walks away. I was like, this girl's a fucking G! What a baller, dude! Because she also risked losing it all. Yeah, but I mean, it was going to hit right eventually and like, mm-hmm. you know, it's kind of hard to explain how it works. No, it's not. It's not. I feel like she would have at minimum just like broke even eventually. Um, but at the same time, she was able to double her money. She was able to, to bet and and win big with the odds being so, I mean... It's very rare that that many of one color will show up at once. And so when the odds are that stacked in your favor, may the odds be ever in your favor. And it was. And we all were like, fuck yeah, I think I made like, Mm -hmm. you know, I think I put like 50 bucks down and made 50 and then I like wasted more of it. Whatever. Um, at you the went end back to the it, quarter machine where no, we watched the, the quarters I, fall. Exactly. I loved that game. It was so fun. Um, yeah, I think a couple, every one of us, we left the roulette table up. I think one of us was like 150 up. One of us was like like 30 bucks up. One of us was like 300 up. And we played for a long time and we just had fun. And that girl walked away at minimum a grand within two moves. It was fucking awesome to watch. We all high-fived. End of story. Thank you for coming to this episode of Speaking of Which. I hope the odds are ever in your favor. Uh, mm. Go put 500 down on red. No, don't no, do please that. Don't please do don't that. do that unless you win. Then share with me. Yes, and send us Because I'm links. greedy. I'm green with envy. Greedy! Greedy! <laughs> wow! Okay. Thank you. Bye.